In episode 41, we'll discuss the week that was, including two say what battles, calling your shot. Uh, I think it's going to be football and Super Bowl related. Uh, We're going to take a look at our favorite non-biblical books on prayer in Fix Your Eyes. Welcome to Six in the Mix. A band of brothers talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Join us on our journey. Welcome to episode 41 of Six in the Mix. Uh, Please drop comments, topics, suggestions uh, on our Facebook page. Probably the best place to connect with us. Uh, Share the podcast. uh, Give it it a like. Give it a thumbs up if you're listening to the audio-only version. Uh, Give that a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Uh, We would love to have that. Uh, But we're going to jump right into uh, the week that was, and we've got several say what battles for you. Uh, And we've got uh, we've got a three way battle. There's just so much to uh, there's so much to talk about uh, and so many people saying so many great things that uh, we've got a three way battle. Okay, so a couple of them are political and one is from the uh, sports realm. So uh, here we go. Thank you. Over to you, Mr. President. Thank you, Boris. And I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. Thank you very much, pal. Appreciate it, Mr. Prime Minister. What are you talking about, mister? This game had it all. What did you think of your team's ability to withstand Florida State's impressive comeback? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe, Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. What are you talking about, mister? I mean, you say that our president, President Biden... President Biden is, it's so, we're so fortunate that he did not win for president before when he ran because we needed him now. He's perfect for now. He knows his foreign policy. What you talking about, mister? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Uh, we've got a, we've got a three-way battle. Um, What do you guys think? Who, uh, who, who's the, who are you saying the say what to the most? I got to say, I got to say that, that the Notre Dame coach is just classic. That is just fantastic. Cause he's actually says, I'm sure what every coach thinks when they just <laughs> scrape by, by the skin of their teeth, uh, pull out a win. And uh, I think that's what happened in that, in that game, that Notre Dame game, uh, first week, college week of football. Yeah. Saying that his whole team should be executed. It's, <laughs> That's so funny. That's crazy because his <laughs> his team won. I know. Like his, his team, team won. won. His team won. And he's like, he was like, uh <laughs> yeah. No, it, what was hilarious? I, I agree with you, Don. I'm I I I watched that lot when when it was happening, and I was just I I was looking at the TV like, did that just happen? But looking back at that again, I've watched it several times. He's like, uh 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 well, you know. <laughs> It's like, how am I going to phrase this? We bonk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we got two two votes for Chip. Uh, Ryan, uh, what are your thoughts? Who who won the battle? I think it was the last for me. The last video with Pelosi. Uh, I I don't know what she's talking about. I mean, I, I get the point of the Notre Dame coach. Is it is that Brian Kelly? Is that his name? Oh, I, what I call him, Chip Kelly. Too many, too many Kellys around. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're brothers. I'm not sure. Who knows? 
but yeah, his, so his statement is understandable. You're frustrated with your team. You know, you probably shouldn't say that exactly. And then I, I, I just love that. I heard that Biden comment to the Australian prime minister. I mean, I, I don't want to throw too many stones because I don't know his name off the top of my head, but that's just pure Biden. He just, it's just that fellow down under. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, that was the funniest one, but to say what is, I don't know what Pelosi's talking about because our foreign policy is questionable at best right now. So was that, was that your brother sitting next to him, next to her? <laughs> Who was that guy? <laughs> yeah. Chad, Chad. No, no, that was not Chad. <laughs> Here's, here's the thing that that Pelosi clip is brought to you by the uh, new Matrix movie coming out in December because I don't know what planet she's on uh, <laughs> saying that he's perfect for not like perfect for what the Republicans like I would agree with that but you yeah. know perfect on foreign policy he's horrific it's just unbelievable uh, but Did again, you guys it, catch how long Pelosi's fingers are Did you see her fingers she's like doing this she's got long huge fingers they're like extendo fingers i'm impressed her statements not but impressed with her hands what a gal maybe she i'm surprised she, i'm surprised she didn't reach into her catholic faith and quote with the old testament and say biden for such a time as this you know that's essentially <laughs> what she was trying to say <laughs> not then but now right now oh yeah i i agree with ryan i think i think pelosi takes the cake it's uh she, she's the she's the winner and uh brought, again brought to you by the matrix new movie dropping in december which uh me and some of my daughters are pretty pumped about so it's um, so funny you say that Matt, because i just watched the uh I, I, I watched the matrix this past weekend just because oh, i do wow. yeah i knew the uh the, the movie was coming out yeah and i was like oh, i better start getting up because i i do remember liking that movie i've forgotten a lot about it but yeah we are totally living in the matrix that is so <laughs> so appropriate yeah, right, for our these right. types it is just absolutely that's spot on when did that movie that's with keanu reeves right yeah that was in 1999 like only actor i know and movie i know for whatever reason yeah that was 1999 that came out wow. wasn't it yeah i think that's right yeah yeah it was pretty yeah. pretty groundbreaking i'm excited so, to see the so new one what's so. yeah what's the new one what's what's going on with that they're just doing a sequel or it's just a you thought it was the end of the third one so i don't know what they're yeah, i suppose matrix well, within a matrix i don't know it's... well did you well did you, and you know who uh, directs that movie have you heard their story mm. well they're they 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 were brothers um when they uh started making the movies and they'll be directing the brothers as sisters now <laughs> catch my drift oh. well that's i mean <laughs> consider wait a minute are you are you saying that the brothers had directed the matrix series before and both of them have um had some changes in their life yes yes that is correct sir gotcha gotcha okay clear <laughs> okay well that's there's a, there's a lot to that say what battle more than i even thought there would be hold on case. can you we got to go back to the recorded version of ryan's his facial expression was just unbelievably like <laughs> it is our say what caption without saying say what oh man well guys hey we've got a bonus say what battle uh climate change uh it's been a, a hot topic and so uh i want to bring you this uh, bonus battle on climate change here we go well you know the reality is we have a global warming problem a serious global warming problem and it's consequential. And what's going to happen is things aren't going to go back to what they were. It's not like you can build back to what it was 
before. It's not going to get any better than it is today. It only can get worse, not better. We're going to get this done. This nation is going to come together, and we are going to beat this climate change. What are you talking about, mister? Salisbury, Salisbury Beach. This is where my mother and father took my brothers and I when we were boys. The happiest memories imaginable. Uh, unfortunately, it's now in the crosshairs of climate change. We have to protect this community. It's very special. And unless we pass this incredible climate protection bill, uh, it's just going to become inevitable that places like this suffer catastrophic damage. But what memories, not just for me, but for everything that's ever been here in What you talking about, mister? All right. So the climate change battle, who who wins that one? I'm going to go with Biden. Yeah, Biden's got to go. He's uh, that's 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 a walk away winner. That's that's Larry Bird at the three point line in the three point shooting contest. Puts his finger up as, as he walks off the off the off the court. But don't don't you think he's uh, he's a smart politician though? He's probably uh, sharing the message in Idaho that needed to be shared, and then in California he's sharing the message that needed to be shared. It's two different audiences. That's that's my explanation for Biden. I just think well, it's uh, hilarious that his build back better slogan was like in complete contradiction with climate change because you can't build back better with climate change. He's like, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> no chance. Which, which is why those ladies in the background of the other video were taking pictures of the beach to remember it. I'm going with that Yahoo. What in the world right in the crosshairs? We must protect this beach for our families. <laughs> yep, take your pictures, ladies. Take them. Take them. It's going to be gone. I don't know when, but it's going to be gone. Don't take your families there anymore. Can't do it. There's not going to be any sand on the beach, waves in the ocean. It's all going to be wiped away, and we're going to be stuck in our bunkers. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty beautiful beach. I, you know, I'm just wondering what, uh, you know, what type, what speed of the bullet, you know, you got, got a gun in the cross, they're, they're aiming up at that beach. That bullet's got to be going pretty slow. You know, it didn't look like that was about to fall apart, but Ryan, what do you think? I'll go with uh, President Joseph Biden because of his contradictory messaging. And that was the same day, right? I mean, it was uh, completely opposite. I mean, I would advise the second guy. Is that their other senator? Is that Senator Markey? I'm trying to yeah, figure out who that's, that was. That's Senator, that's senator Markey. Yeah. Okay. So I would advise Senator Markey maybe have more than just one person walking around the beautiful beach if he's trying to make an impact, like crowd it. Like this is a great spot for people to come to. And then maybe that would appeal to more like, yeah, look at all the people there. But uh, it, it was kind of a cheesy message, but I, I give the, my vote here is to President Joseph Biden. I think that was a, like a private beach that so you had to pay like a million bucks just to be yeah. near It's it. probably his <laughs> beach, Don. Martha, Martha's, Martha's Vineyard, maybe. Is it Martha's Vineyard or Cape Cod? Or? I don't know where that beach it's is. Murphy's, it's Murky's beach. It's his beach. He, he, he doesn't want climate change to wipe out his uh, real estate investment. I mean, his beach that everybody can come enjoy. <laughs> yeah. so. Mar- Marky's Murky Beach. Pass this perfect <laughs> climate change bill. Let's just pass it. So. <laughs> Blanche. 
Oh, oh good stuff. Well, that was that was some fun uh, fun battles today. Uh, question: We had uh, we had uh, President Biden uh, share his plan for vaccine mandates, uh, and so in thirty seconds or less, uh, we're not going to get into it a whole lot, at least at this point, because there's still a lot of unknowns. But for employers over a hundred uh, workers, uh, they're going to have to have a vaccine mandate of some sort. Um, so in thirty seconds or less, your quick thoughts on that, uh, Ryan? We'll start with you. I don't like it. I am pro-vaccine, but I am not pro-vaccine mandate. I believe in the autonomy of every person's body. And I don't think that that philosophy applies to mothers who are carrying children because that introduces another body. So they should not have the right to say, my body, my choice. But typically, we should have the right to say, my body, my choice. So that's where I stand on the mandate. All right. Nice. Jeremy. Yeah, I, I don't like it either, and I'm not uh, I'm not participating in in that right at this point. Um, I'm I'm also not really you know a fan of the the language that goes with it, where it's talking where he kind of puts it out there like it's not about our freedom, and then says it's but it's about you know trying to trying to keep this thing at bay, which obviously worldwide we haven't been able to do. So it is about a freedom and I don't want my freedoms taken away. And I know millions of Americans don't want that either. And so for that reason, don't like it. All right, Don. Uh, I'm completely against it. I think it is unconstitutional. And I believe that it is a complete, complete uh, fiasco for um, for companies and things to have to track this, I think it's uh, just all a uh, a smokescreen, you know, try to try to distract from what's going on in Af what what Biden did in Afghanistan. Uh, I don't think I think Biden knows this will probably get tied up in the courts for months and months and months, and I think he's he's just playing the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I certainly agree. Uh, definitely not a fan. I do think. Uh, you know, the government does have a right to put in mandates should the risk warrant it uh, in this case. And I, I just use a simple example of, you know, certain laws that pass for like wearing seatbelts, uh, those types of things. Those are those are rules. Those are laws that are based on the risks that we've seen uh, you can put in place. But uh, the risk doesn't come anywhere close to to warranting this level and uh, the impact it'll have on businesses will be significant. Um, and uh, I certainly hope and pray that the businesses don't go under just due to this. So uh, let's hope the fight in court uh, goes well. Can I just uh, add one more thing? I know you yeah. said 30 seconds, but uh, I did. We've had this conversation a little bit where I work, some of my coworkers and I, and I shared with them that, you know, while I agree that the vaccine seems to be effective, especially versus serious um, disease and, and maybe helping against death, um, some of these employers are, as you said, if you have 100 or more, they are implementing, they are using what Biden has done as a way to help themselves out to bring that protection or perceived protection. Uh, into their, their businesses. And I said, that's great. But right now, um, I, I've had two doses of the mRNA Pfizer vaccine, but they're talking about a potential third. And that what I shared with my colleagues, I said, listen, I'm pro vaccine, but I don't want to become a drug user. I mean, how many more of these boosters are they going to start forcing us to take? I, I'm going to have a comfort level there at some point, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, some good feedback. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I'll, I'll be, uh, have some ability with my role, you know, working with, uh, you know, OSHA as well. Just, it'll be interesting how that, uh, that governmental um, agency and department rolls this out. So uh, more to come on that one. 
Uh, last uh, last part of the week that was, uh, Don actually had uh, some opportunity to share some of his thoughts uh, with uh, his daughter's school board. And uh, just going to turn it over to Don to share some things. Yeah, so this has been an interesting week. And um, uh, our school board has been, uh, we've had a lot of kids go under quarantine. Let's uh, put it that mm-hmm. way. And they've been, um, and our school uh, passed a policy at the beginning of the year to strongly recommend masks uh, for all students K through 12. Um, so strongly recommend meaning it's not required. Um, I, they, they had reported about 65% of the students at Parnassus were wearing masks. And there was a large outbreak, if you, a large outbreak being about 35 K, 30, 30, 38 cases, I believe, um outbreak so far in our school and we've been in school i think four or five five six weeks i think um and so majority of the cases being in the middle school um so they were recommending now that they reevaluate their mask policy and that they uh, uh go to uh requiring masks for all students k through 12. uh boy and of course that um that elicited a lot of uh, talk in from both sides of the of the table, and uh, I was uh, uh, had the opportunity to go in to the school board meeting on Tuesday, um, this past Tuesday, and um, and I'll share I'll share with you guys uh, what I shared. I had three minutes to speak. Um, granted, I was really really um, boy hot. I guess you could say I was. <laughs> Uh, so I'm probably not going to be as impassioned as I was at that meeting, but um, boy, you know, I was like literally shaking almost as I, as I walked away because I was just so fired up about this and I couldn't believe, um, well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it after I, after I, so this quick, is what I, quick question, quick question. Yeah, Can ahead. we find this on YouTube? Did someone <laughs> record this. Did you have, I don't think anybody recorded it. No, it's not like, uh. Not like somebody recorded it. I don't. I don't oh. know if we could have. I don't know. I suppose we could have. I guess, but yeah. No. Uh, nobody. Right. We did not record it. So this so is the closest thing you're going to get. This is closest thing you're going to get. Mm. Yeah. Here Let's we go. It. It's fired up. All right. Now, we're, oh, mind you, I had a lectern in front of me, and uh, you know, so I had a. Uh, they had a mic. I did not use the mic because I was just going to yell. <laughs> the captain doesn't need a mic. Uh, so without no mic here i go yeah hello parnassus board thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak tonight my name is don geisler and i have two rhetoric scholars currently attending parnassus preparatory let me first commend the board and their administration for incorporating the recommended air filtration system that has been studied and proven to be the most effective way to combat the COVID-19 virus. I would also like to thank the board member, Ms. Rose, for coming prepared with an alternative solution to the problem we now face, and I hope you will seriously consider this option. It appears to me that the problem we face is not the way we combat COVID-19, but the COVID-19 quarantine rules adopted per the Minnesota Department of Health's recommendation. Last year, my high school scholar contracted COVID-19 while wearing a mask at school. She had to go through contract tracing, feeling humiliated as her friends deducted. She was the reason they were called out of class and were sent home in quarantine. It is very difficult for me to tolerate a mask mandate for my kids. 
a mandate that is potentially harmful and unhealthy for my daughters. My concern is that the leadership is not looking out for the overall health of my children, and that is why I am here tonight. I have supplied the board and administration a document with 20 pages of links to studies that provide factual proof of the ineffectiveness of masks and their confirmed negative health effects to our children. Let me just point out a few. A study of the National Institute of Health concluded that a mask filtration efficacy is insufficient for the coronavirus. A coronavirus particle is 0.125 microns. Mask filtration Filtration efficiency is rated over 95%, but only for above particles of five microns in diameter. Secondly, during the pandemic, from 2020 to present day, according to the CDC, 412 kids, 0 to 17, have died of COVID-19, far too many. The number of kids, 0 to 17, that have died of pneumonia during that same time is 924, over double the number of deaths. Where was the outcry for masks before COVID-19 when our children were dying at a much higher rate to pneumonia and our staff was in harm's way? Thirdly, in addition, a certified physician in Colorado, Dr. Mary Harrow, listed the dangers of mask use, including low oxygen and high carbon dioxide levels, shortness of breath, toxicity, inflammation, increased stress hormones, and sugar in the body. Harrow also mentioned that masks create fear. Anxiety, headaches, comprise cognitive performance, and other problems. Simply put, if you deprive our children of fresh air, you hurt them. Let me conclude by saying this. A few weeks ago, my wife and I discussed the recommended mask policy and quarantine procedures currently in place at Parnassus with our kids. My youngest scholar was adamant about not wearing a mask, so much so that it took us a bit by surprise. Her response, carefully thought out and respectful, made me very proud. She said, if I put this mask on, they will never take it off me. Clever, isn't it? Using that same thing, the, the classical trivium that she had been taught in the very halls of this school as a way of treating or covering her face. And the potential loss of simple freedoms it is so easy to give up, but yet so hard to take back. I implore the Parnassus board to vote no for a mask mandate. Now, after, uh, after that speech, um, I was the last one. So I, I was, it was like a mic drop and I walked out of the building. I would like to say I would have, but <laughs> I literally made a beeline for the, for the parking lot. <laughs> but then, um, did, but did you get any applause? Were there yeah. Any applause? Yeah. I did get applause. So yeah, they told, uh, so the, the, uh, it was funny because they had a, a boy come in, uh, the, uh, the student class president who, uh, came in and he, did a great speech it was fantastic about not masking and how the uh, students feel pressured to mask because if they get quarantined then there's a chance they'll fall behind so um so that's the only reason why they're wearing a mask because they don't want to have to go through quarantine and be sent home um and uh after he got done you know speaking he was like the second one they all started applauding and then the board shut that down real quick they said no nope, no nope, we can't applaud we can't do that we can't show we can't applaud no applaud so, so then, uh, so then I got done with mine and then 
everybody started applauding. <laughs> and I walked off. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But um, so Friday, uh, Friday they voted, and it was great because we had a. They, I didn't know this. I I just went to the vote just to see how it would go, and they had a vote, and of course they voted four to three to uh, do a mask mandate. Um, and uh, we had a, a uh, like a, a scientist type guy who guy who, who's in this industry, right? And he compared, he actually quoted uh, Lillian, my, my youngest scholar, the, if I ever put the mask on, she thought that was pretty cool because she was at the meeting too. So she was felt all proud of herself. She thought she was big stuff because she got quoted That's again. <laughs> but, but this uh, scientist guy, he, he did a great job and he compared wearing a mask as if putting up a, uh, a, a chain link fence to prevent mosquitoes. He's like, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> wow. Oh, my. It was fantastic. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we, 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 we took our battles. We, you know, you know, it was, it, it, what, what struck me also was that for every, uh, you know, person that got up there to, you know, say, speak out against masks, they provide documented, documented proof and, um examples of why this is not uh good for our kids and for every person that got up there for pro mask that wanted to the mandate just there it was anecdotal the evidence that they had they just it just we feel like this is the right thing to do you know and that's all they had so it was just really really frustrating to to not get any any you know any meat to, to a decision that was made as to why we should be doing this. So, so that was my, uh, that was my week. And again, I, I commend the board, you know, I, I want to commend the board for, for putting in the work. I was very upset with the people that voted no. Uh, Miss Rose, who is a board member, um, who's also a faithful listener to the, uh, the podcast. Um, mm. uh, she did a fantastic a fantastic job on Tuesday when she presented her reasons why not to mask. And she did it through the eyes of a parent and a teacher. And it was just spot on. I wish, I wish we had a video of that because that was, that was fantastic. It was, it was heart wrenching and it was, it was very, uh, very well put. So couldn't have stated it any better. So, um, so yeah, but that was, uh, that was our week so far. So yeah, Nothing compared to what the board members had to go through and the all the, uh, the stress and things like that that they had to deal with. But man, I was just spent just having to deal with that stuff and and try to calm my nerves and, and emotions. So, so that was interesting. Wow. Now, Don, you you'd kind of shared a uh, shared a uh, college video that that yeah. might be kind of linked up to this. Kind of kind of tease that out before we share that too. Yeah, so another, another faithful listener that uh, 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 sent this to along to my wife, and she just shared this with me, and I thought it was fantastic. It's basically, you know, you know, we're, we're living in this time, right, where we've got so many things coming at us, and we've got to realize where they're coming at us, how they're coming at us, why they're coming at us, and the message behind it that is being um, is being put out there, and how we as Christians have to be on the uh, on the watchtower right i mean we we really are um we really are under attack i think for truth and uh and um so this this uh and we're in the throes of uh college um college colleges right now as my daughter looks for a college to go to 
And uh, this, this video that just came out, it's a little like, it's like four minutes, but it is fantastic. And um, it's basically, you know, a, it's an actual college promo video and it's for a college in Idaho. So Matt, yeah, go ahead and share that. All right, here we go. American colleges have become more hostile to the faith of young Christians than the beaches of Normandy were to the allies, literally. Undergraduate training wasn't always a death trap of unbelief. Once colleges were boot camps for body, mind, and soul. Now, most college students spend their days in tax-funded adult daycares with all the intellectual rigor of lazy rivers, safe spaces, and complimentary condoms. And in our recent COVID faux-pocalypse, those daycares became prisons almost overnight. Cover your face, line up for your shot, stay in your room, but don't worry, the condoms were still complimentary. At New St. Andrews, you are not on vacation. You are not in daycare, and you won't be herded into a dorm. From week one, you'll be treated like an adult. You're responsible for paying your own rent and developing your own grocery budget. Or going hungry. Get a shot, or don't. Mask up, or don't. Most of our students even work part-time jobs on top of the 40-hour class workload. It's part of the anti-fragile hustle and grind that distinguishes our graduates from the majority of their own generation, and that employers and graduate schools love. Most college graduates in the U.S. are stuck paying off loans for years. New St. Andrews sets you up to graduate debt-free and dangerous, ready to pursue grad school, a family, or business opportunities in the real world without any reliance on pork subsidies from Mother America and with no weepy need for safe spaces. The real world isn't a cushy place. No one owes you success. You were entitled to exactly jack squat in this life. But rich or poor, unlike your face or your freedom, your job or your business, and education and the ability to think clearly can never be taken from you as long as you are still above ground. Not by petty tyrants or cowardly clergy, not by thoughtless mobs or lab coat megalomaniacs. At New St. Andrews College, you'll learn from teachers whose ideas equipped men and women to build Western civilization in the first place, and which will be used again to defend and rebuild what has been lost as the West has faltered into decay, losing her faith and her mind. Yes, most of our best teachers are dead. But our classical Christian liberal arts education is how we've been graduating thoughtful, articulate outlaws and leaders with spines for the last quarter century. The intellectual and theological bedrock beneath the Judeo-Christian West is what you'll study, engage with, write about and own. It is what you will debate in class and present in public as you learn to live like forbidden fire, surrounded by the darkness of unbelief, manifesting God's truth, goodness and beauty to all who live around you. Training like this can't happen over Zoom. At New St. Andrews, we believe whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of real or virtual fools will suffer harm. Your peers shouldn't be your spiritual leaders. You should have a real flesh and blood in-person church for that. NSA is in the heart of downtown Moscow, Idaho, where you will witness men and women building Christendom on every corner. Where else are you going to be able to break bread in your professors' homes, debate great literature with them while their kids are playing, sing psalms while being arrested with them, catch turtles with them? No one comes to NSA to get lost in the crowd. You might be able to hide in a graduating class of thousands, but our classes are better measured in dozens. You will grow in this program or you will tap out. And when you finish, you'll be ready for life in whatever moments and scenes and struggles God may have prepared for you. We are training students who worship and march and study and fellowship and sing and write and start businesses and raise kids that no one can mask, cancel, or bury. 
We follow the King of Kings who knew the way through the mob and out of the grave. We fight to rebuild Christendom in the ruins, in our families, and in our businesses, in the cities where we live, in the countries where we go, in the congregations where we worship. Your mom may worry that Moscow, Idaho is many miles from home. She should worry more about how spiritually distant even a nearby godless campus is. After four years in a Christian community like ours, you will grow much closer to your family. Don't stay distant. Click the link today to schedule a visit to New St. Andrews College. Wow. I just thought that was a fantastic, uh, uh, just throw it right in your face, right? I mean, I just loved it. I was like, I'm ready to pack up my my daughter and send her there for, don't tell her to come back till she comes back with a, with a, with a degree. <laughs> send her genius. to Russia. Send her to Russia. <laughs> so the question is, how many views does that have? Did, did you get that? Did you get that? Did you see that at all when you were uploading that? I can Are find that real quick. <laughs> Let's so see, curious. just under 20,000 right now. Okay. Just under 20,000. Yep, and that was launched uh, five months ago. So twenty thousand views in about five months. But um, yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's entitled "Life After the Faux Apocalypse." Uh, New St. <laughs> Andrews College. Uh, some great messaging. Some great prep for our for for kids too. You know, I mean, we that, that was I mean, spine was tingling during that. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, it's cool. just so it's just so important. I think you know, I I just you know just in these last man just for these for myself these last couple months i have been purging on trying to find truth and it's it's uh um it's just it's it's hard to come by but it's there it's 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 out there and we don't all have to be experts at everything but we at least have to know what it what the bible says and 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 be able to defend it and be able to talk about it um there was a, a video, I think, from, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Beckett, Beckett Cook, but uh, he's a YouTuber and uh, he's got some great stuff, um, great story. Uh, but he had somebody on there, he was in, in, and they were talking about truth. And he's, the guy was like, you know, I've, I've read Tale of Two Cities, you know, like 20 times. He's like, he's like, I know everything about that book inside and out, but I am not a literary um, educated person. I don't, I don't study the, you know, I haven't studied the classics. I don't, I, I, but I've just read that book 20 times and I can tell you if something is not in that book, I'll tell you that, you know, you know, that's, a, that's what we need to be. We need to be like that with the Bible, right? I mean, we just need to, mm. to know what it says and know it enough to be able to say, nope, that's not in the Bible. Sorry. So. Right. And great challenge, Don. I certainly appreciate that. Uh, that wraps up a great uh, week that was. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for all the contributions there, gang. Uh, let's turn over to Ryan for calling your shot. Okay. Last time we had one of our calling your shot segments, we uh, discussed our favorite squad, the Minnesota Vikings, and they are doing very well. Matt, I think you had them at 12 wins, right, for the year. And what are they sitting at today? They've got two of their losses out of the way, which I appreciate. <laughs> they're, they're, they're taking care of business of what we're not going to do. So when we zip into the playoffs, we'll be with momentum and uh, plenty of wins. So we're in, we're in great shape. Yeah, that's great. So we can expect some really impressive win streaks coming up, right? Yes, correct. Good, good. Well, uh, today we're going to keep in the same theme of football, and we're going to call our Super Bowl champs. Now, having seen most teams play twice in the regular season at this point, 
Um, so maybe we have a good idea who that's going to be. Jeremy, I think you called it last year, as I recall, with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, myself and uh, our friend Ben, I think we were with uh, Kansas City Chiefs, so we were close, but not quite. So curious to hear where you're all at. So I've got Don listed first on my list. So Don, as a uh, huge fan of football, continuing to grow in that love and passion, uh, <laughs> who, you, who you got this year? Well, I'm going to go with the with the with 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 the most. Well, let's see, how do I say this? I guess when I when I was preparing for this, I was like, what team stands out to me the most? And it's not even a team that stands out to me the most. It's what player stands out to me the most and that would be at the quarterback position which is tom brady and until he is out of this league i i can't stop i can't stop i can't bet against him i'm done so i think he's 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 gonna take a a repeat super bowl year and and be for certain with no doubt called the goat i like it good call matt how about you if you listen to uh, the Minnesota Vikings on game day uh, in the on, on the radio, um, sideline reporter Greg Coleman, uh, every game he gives like the pregame preach, and I'm looking forward to Week Three when we face the Seattle Seahawks because <laughs> adversity in a large mountain in front of you, large obstacle, breeds and builds a team together that is going to persevere and is going to punch through that and uh, is really going to drive. And I, I, again, I came into the season with very extremely high hopes uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, and I will continue with that. So though I'm not as eloquent as Greg Coleman, I don't have a poem at this time. uh, I am confident (laughs) that these early losses are going to spill into uh, a very special year uh, with strong momentum. And I am picking the Minnesota Vikings to be Super Bowl champions. Okay, fair enough. I don't think we're all too shocked at that, but I just want to make sure I understood your logic. You said because of Greg Coleman's pre-game preach before the Seattle Seahawks game, which is next no. week, you're inspired? He he inspires me with his pre-game preach all the time, and I'm looking yeah. forward to what he's going to see. He's going to see the silver lining where okay. you guys, all you see is other teams. And <laughs> your you know, losses he- and potentially a whole bunch more, yeah. Yeah, your backs are to the bandwagon. I get that, but I'm firmly on. I'm anchored down. I'm riding with the squad. They uh, they are going to put together what it takes. We're getting bar back. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty special. We went down and competed very strongly in a in a in a very a very tough uh, tough Arizona team. Uh, Should have won. Our kicker is uh, Achilles' heel uh, for our team, so that's a little bit of a struggle there. But we will uh, we will not be as close uh, in many games coming forward. We will not have to rely on the kicker to win games for us. Matt, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. What color is the sky in your world? Purple, baby. <laughs> Purple. Okay. It I just want, it's got to be right. <laughs> oh my me, word! Me and Pelosi are in the same matrix, per, perhaps, but not for not for then, but for now. Perfect. He says, she now. says Biden is perfect. I say the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's Pelosi and I are alternate reality. Maybe yeah, it's, it's alternate reality. Uh, it, it it was good to see Daniel Hunter back today. Oh my! Was he a beast? That was was that he was, a beast or not? Unbelievable. Nice, nice having a defensive player step up finally. That was that was great. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, got got it down, Matt. I this was an option for you to maybe pick um, a sporting prediction where you wouldn't take an L, but if if you if you um, are again seeing things through those purple lenses, it's hard to it's hard to change. Right? It's an odd year, baby. It's an odd year. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Say that thirty times. All right, Jeremy. Uh, what about you? Are you going to stay? stay on the same team that brought you glory last year you're going to join don or what i'm i'm not i'm oh. not going to join don i i i think in my estimation don i think brady I, although he's going to he's he's going to you know launch him into the playoffs again um i just think that he uh for for whatever reason there's going to be an, an, a, a, somebody to top him and i'm between two teams but before i give you those two teams. I do want to give a shout out to two listeners, hmm. Easton and Savannah Martin, hmm. who listen to us regularly and faithfully. And Easton told me that he plays on a baseball team in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, called the Barbarians, not the Librarians, the Barbarians. And they won their championship this uh, this past uh, summer. So uh props to easton he's gonna he's playing again in uh, uh this fall and so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what he's got but anyway told him i'd give him props all right i'm between two teams i'm between the green bay packers and the the rams i the reason i i want to pick the packers is because of the off off season antics and the craziness that goes along with that and somehow it just funnels into just this drive and ha I have to win because I'm not going to be here again. I'm just going to throw it in the, in the green Bay's face, you know, that I, I'm going to bring you two, two NFL championships and then I'm out of here. Right. So he's already got one, but he's, he's hunting after that other one. And with Devonte Adams and some of his off season stuff and what he wants to be paid and all this nonsense and between them and the new revamped Rams with uh, Stafford. I am going to pick. I'm going with the Rams. Going with the Rams. Got it. Okay. Now, yeah. As much as I was going to mock you for the Packers, there was an interesting stat that last year the Super Bowl champions lost to the very same Saints team by the very same score that the Packers did. They lost, I think it was what that is that 38 to three or 35 to three, whatever it was, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, and uh, everybody said, ah, they're, they're not going to do anything. And they, they stormed back. So yeah. Interesting step. Hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Uh, well, I will share my prediction and I was tempted to go with the chiefs again this year, but I am totally in line with Don's logic. Totally. I, I think Brady, I don't know. I mean, he's about as old as I am. And I don't, I don't know how he does it. I do think there's something to, he went down to Florida and that is where our friend Ponce de Leon was looking for a fountain of youth. And I think there's something to Brady, the, the Florida connection, Ponce de Leon, the fountain. He's what, 44. He, he thinks he's playing until he's 50. He looks better throwing the ball this year than he did last year. And they haven't lost anybody off of that team. So I've got to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I used to despise Brady and the Patriots, but I don't know. You just you just have to tip your hat and say you're doing something that nobody else has ever done by many years, and it is it is impressive. Uh, he threw what did he throw five touchdowns in the first game? He might have had another five today. Uh, mm -hmm. I, it just what do you what, 
Don's right. The quarterback is the position that, that carries the team. And uh, I, I think he's going to do it until who knows when. I might be retired though? by the time he's uh, done. He starts looking like an old guy. Did you read the article that he, he talked about the fact that he, this season is going to be difficult, not because the number changes. I know that whole thing and that, that controversy or whatever, but the fact that he had COVID and um, just his, his lung capacity, he was talking about the fact that no. he's going to, it's going to be a struggle. Um, so that rolled into my kind of my thinking there. So anyway, no, I, was, I think, I, was, I think, I think he retires after this year though. I think he's done. I was, uh, I was taken in the, I was actually watching the Vikings game. Well, I fell asleep to the Vikings game, but, um, I fell asleep, but, but I was rudely awoken because my daughter, Elena, who is impossible to sit in the same room with and watch a sporting event with because she's obnoxious as I'll get out and yells at the TV and yells at the players and it's out of control it is out of control i think she needs i think she needs god in her life or something it's just awful but um she was she she showed they showed they showed the you know they're showing some of the highlights from they were doing the flashbacks to the tampa bay game today and they were you know throwing touchdown after touchdown tom brady was thrown to gronkowski and and she's like would tom brady just leave i mean there's there's very there's few things that elena hates in sports and one of them is um, Milwaukee Brewer fans. So second is, is Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, she's like, I will concede a Super Bowl championship to Tom Brady this year if he retires and we can just be done with him. Wow. <laughs> That's intense. I want there to some, watch there a sporting is, event with this Elena, man. Yeah, seriously. There's some passion there. Ooh. I can tell. Wow. Yeah, did you guys see that meme that was going around that showed uh, Aaron Rodgers and the slick back hair and Tom Brady and like who, who looks like the uh, homeless guy that's really old and who looks? <laughs> if if you haven't seen it, I highly advise it. It's pretty funny. Well, that'll that'll wrap up calling your shot. So I think we uh, have one more segment left here, Matt. Right? That's it. We're gonna transition into uh, fix your eyes, and we're gonna ask just uh, uh, two questions actually. So, what is your favorite uh, non-biblical book on prayer, and how has it uh, helped uh, you in your prayer life? Um, so, just looking forward uh, to sharing some uh, some non-biblical books uh, that has uh, challenged you in your prayer life, and uh, we'll we'll go Don, Jeremy, Ryan, uh, and myself in that order. So, uh, Don, why don't you go ahead? You said non-biblical books, meaning like yeah, so not not like a uh, not like the Psalms, okay, or Proverbs. Okay. So so yeah, what about James. Yeah, yeah. Can I can I pick James? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should have thought how, I thought I phrased that. So not books that are found in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. The Chronicles right. of Narnia. <laughs> I'm pitching the Christianity thing. We're done with that. <laughs> On some pagan views on prayer. <laughs> yes, good, good clarification, Don. Thanks right, for. Yeah. Well, you know, I knew I had to ask for Ryan, so I just wanted to make sure. Hey, thank you. I, I was this close to coming up with one, but I, I did have a backup outside of the Bible. So thank you, Don. Yeah, I, I know that our listeners understood that, but I had to explain that to our uh, to the goofy guys that I podcast with because they can't. Oh my goodness! All right, Don, go ahead. All right. So I, uh, one book that came to my mind is, um, I guess you can't say it's necessarily dedicated to prayer. Um, but, um, pastor Greg 
Craig Groeschel, who I've spoken about and am very fond of, um, he wrote a book a few years back. It's called Hope in the Dark, uh, Believing in God. Believing God is good when life is not. And uh, he talks a lot about journaling. And, um, and that leads me into what I've been doing, which kind of put me uh, or, you know, his, 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 his thoughts and stuff like that about journaling kind of um, um, some, you know, catapulted me into, into what I'm kind of doing now with my Bible study. And, and it's, and, and I, uh, one of my friends challenged me to, he calls it a listening, uh, a listening prayer. And basically it is like, um, you know, writing something down as you're writing it down, talking it out with God, like you're praying. And it's just a prayer. I mean, you're literally praying to God as you do your devotion, as you're writing stuff out, you're asking him questions, you're asking, you know, I mean, it's literally, and as I'm writing it out, I feel it's just been so influential in my life, just because it's caused me as a Christian to uh, get closer and have a more, uh, have a more meaningful relationship with, with God. It's, it seems to have uh, boosted that, um, that desire to want to get and connect um, with the truth of God and, and God's word. And again, all I do is, is I just, uh, I open up, uh, um, I got, I use Evernote. I don't know if you guys ever know what that is, but it's a, it's just a program that I use. And um, I start, I, I start typing, I have my passage and I start typing out. I just start writing and start typing. And then as I'm typing, I'm just praying to God as I'm typing and, and just kind of doing that. And that's all about this journaling idea to, to really, um, to really, you know, track. And it's, it's so helpful. I mean, just to be able to go back, you know, months, weeks later, years later to, to see what, what's been happening and how you've been able to grow too, is, is something that is fantastic. So it's, it's yeah, something uh, that has encouraged me. Yeah, it's really good. And, and I'll also link uh, the books that uh, everybody shares too, kind of in the notes section too, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook. Um, so if you want to check those things out at your local bookstore or online, uh, you can get them as well. So uh, good. Thanks, Don. How about you, Jeremy? Yeah, I, so I thought about, I thought about this and I've read a, quite a bit of Stormy o. Martin's, uh, he, he does the Power of Praying Husband, Power of Praying Wife, Power of Praying uh, Parent, and, and all these different, you know, nuances with the power of prayer. And to be honest with you, it, I don't, I don't necessarily like the fact that um, authors go to the power of prayer because it's not really the power of prayer. It's the power of God through our conversation with him. Mm. And so I have found really not too many great resources, to be honest with you, of how I would kind of identify what, what prayer is, because I think there's too much of an emphasis on actually, you know, going through this whole process when really the, the whole point is this brokenness before God. And like Don was saying, it's, it's life. I mean, your, your, your whole day and why Paul says so many times pray without ceasing is because I think his whole life was literally this, this act of worship and prayer to God. And everything he did was part of, part of that. And I'm not saying he was totally consistent with it. And I am nowhere near that. But so, you know, when it comes to resources, I, I've really struggled to find something that I really, really connect with. And I've read, and I'm, I'm reading right now, there's a, there's a, 
uh, a, a prayer book that deals with um, praying for your children, particularly older children. And sometimes what that looks like, especially as challenges change with their, you know, growing up and, and that kind of a thing. And uh, it's probably the, the better one that I've, I've seen. And I don't have it right here. I don't have it's I don't even remember the title of it. I've, I've just read the forward to it. Um, but it was given to me by um, a friend of mine who works at Family Life and, and it's part of their part of their curriculum and, and library that they have. So um, I will get I'll, I'll get that to you, Matt, so you can put that link up there. But yep. from from my perspective, that has been the, at least the first forward in, in the first uh, chapter has been the most centered on pointing you back to the conversations that you need to have with God and not telling you that prayer is that prayer has something magical or something about it. It's not, it's not that it's God. Cool. I certainly look forward to, uh, to, to uh, getting that. Uh, All of our kids are starting to get older as well. So uh, it sounds like a really cool resource. Ryan, how about you? I had to go back a few years into my memory banks and uh, that's getting more and more challenging as I get older. But I I think the most impactful book, um, separate from the Bible that I've ever read that helped me with prayer goes back to my boy this is probably 30 plus years ago there was a book I read when I was in Christian school Hmm. believe it or not but it stands out to me I mean that's that was probably the book that really shaped the importance of prayer and the power of prayer and as Jeremy said that's the power from God Uh, it it isn't isn't those of us praying uh, but how that manifests um it can be remarkable. And, and the name of the book is George Mueller, Man of Faith and Miracles. Um, just so impressed by this man who relied on prayer and faith more so than anything else. And yeah, there were some amazing things that to me, I would call the miracles that happened um, in his life, whether it be um, meals that were needed that showed up right in time, money that was needed that showed up right in time. I, I think there are even stories that went back to a change in weather, but story after story after story. And I, I we, we can't make the connection all the time to, you know, is, is this God working through the prayer or not? But I have to believe that God works through faith. And because mm-hmm. he was a man of faith, and oftentimes that was exemplified in his Bible study and prayer life on a daily basis. God did amazing things through, through Mueller. So what did that show me at a young age is prayer is vitally important and God can do great things um, when, when your faith is, is in and on him. So um, yeah, it, it was many years ago, but that book still stands out in my mind. Yeah, it's great. I, th- I think it shows the power of, uh, you know, a story of a life. I, I, it, it just brought to mind a couple of biographies that I read um, when I was younger too. D.L. Moody stood out, Jerry Falwell uh, stood out, and just the, the amazing thing they, they were able to do, but prayer was at the heart of it. And I think, uh, is it the story of um, uh, Charles Spurgeon and, and, and what a great preacher he was, but you know, it's, it's, it's often told, he said, the most important part of his preaching were the, he see, I think he called the furnace that was below the sanctuary. And he had a, he had a group of people praying for him while he was preaching. And he said, that is the power. If there's anything uh, effective there. It's people praying and, and God using that and answering prayer through that. So uh, yeah, really good call. Thanks, Ryan. Um, as I kind of thought, uh, thought on this, um, 
it, it has been a while since I've, I've read a book on prayer. And so I, I'm looking forward to you know, taking some of your guys' uh, thoughts, but you know, I go back, I think I referenced, uh, you know, Dr. You know, Hudson's uh, class on prayer in college, and that was incredibly impactful and probably opened up my eyes um, from a class perspective. Um, and I can't directly remember if E.M. Bounds' book on prayer, uh, several books on prayer, was a direct part of that, or he referenced that. But I remember I got that, I believe, in college. It might have been in seminary. Um, but reading through some of E.M. E.M. Bounds' books, book on prayer, I think two books he wrote, but it's a it's a compilation of, a, I think, a, several thoughts or, or uh, you know, several books together. Uh, his, his view on prayer was just incredible. And, and, and kind of Jeremy, to your point was kind of like that lofty, uh, that lofty site. And so I, I think I've got it somewhere in my basement. I want to kind of go dig that up. So this topic kind of brought it back up, but there were actually two quotes, uh, that really kind of stood out to me, um, that, yeah, some of his more famous quotes, and I just want to share them with you as we kind of close up episode 41. He said, prayer is our most formidable weapon but the one in which we are the least skilled, the most averse to its use. Ouch, <laughs> that, that's kind of painful. Um, and I think what he's trying to do is, is call Christians uh, up to that and recognize what an what a amazing connection we have to the sovereign one. You know, there's no other religion that gives direct access to, to the Godhead, to the deity, to the, to, to the, uh, the sovereign one. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And then this last one uh, is one of my favorites it says the gospel cannot live, fight, conquer without prayer, prayer that is unceasing, instant and ardent. Um, and so those are, those are two of his quotes. And I just, I've always appreciated EM Bounds high view on prayer. And uh, so I think it's a great resource uh, resource there. And again, we'll link those books that we talked about uh, in, in, uh, in the, uh, the notes section. So you can go take a look at those and uh, certainly avail yourself and encourage you, encourage you to pray. Uh, pray a little bit more. You did this week than you did last week. That's a wrap on episode 41 on this, the 19th day of September, year of our Lord, 2021. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at Six in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.